What is up? <laughs> Dead coming, I knew it was coming. It came in so it, hard on it that time. It still got me. Oh, man. You are listening. I just wish I could hear the intro music. <laughs> You're listening to the Pop Gospel Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be your host for the next hour or so, and I am Chad the Dad. And here with me, joining me as always, my co-hosts, Aaron. I didn't come up with nicknames for you guys tonight, Sexton. That's a very good nickname. Mm, I'm insta-famous. Casey Winstead. Hello. And Josh Rhodes. I'm 29 today. <laughs> Happy birthday, Josh. Thanks, Happy buddy. Happy birthday. Please don't sing. To you. That's a sultry Marilyn Monroe Happy there. Happy birthday. I tried. Mr. President. Alright, well, I'm I already uncomfortable. really uncomfortable. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> can we? No, you gotta stop. <laughs> can, we, can we stop the Tell mic? my middle name out there. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, taking my, I'm taking my headphones off because it is weird in here right now. Gosh, oh man! Well, happy birthday, Josh! Twenty nine years of life on this here earth. Yeah, and yeah. in all those years, that was probably the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you. That's not. No, true. definitely not. <laughs> that is not even close to true. Well, it's only because you live with Chad for all those years. So the only reason I introed you guys like that is because today I was sitting there thinking. I was like, I'm gonna come up with some thing about them that mm. has happened recently yeah. and that will be their nickname and okay. I just couldn't I, I I dropped the ball I had come up with some things today and then I completely forgot all of Aaron them. off-road sexton mm. or too many nugs mm. way too many nugs Casey curlyhead Winstead come on Josh I drove a Tesla Rhodes. <laughs> no no <laughs> Josh, spicy McButthole. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No spicy no. <laughs> what? <laughs> and that's all we need to hear about that. Yep, I'm done. I think oh, we're still on Chad gosh. the Dagblad. I, I can't get away from that nickname. Chad the Dagblad? I don't even know. I don't remember where that started. So the real question is... Russian accent that you do. Oh... It's a terrible Russian Speaking accent. Speaking of accents. Chad the didn't have his kid all week, Dad. That's right. Old Kipper was in St. Louis Monday till today. So he came home today. I missed the little guy. And I was going to say, speaking of accents, at bedtime, I read my son a story every night before bed. And I have started doing the voices to like characters that I know. And... Number one, I have found I can't do a Donald Duck. Uh, it's hard. I can't do it. So I just do this like, oh no. <laughs> and Kipton thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> I can kill like a Mickey Mouse. I can kill a Goofy. I cannot do a Donald Duck. Listen, when I hear people do impressions, if they're good, I like it. If they're not good, I'm immediately embarrassed for them. Like you're, Oh, really? You're... Donald Duck was so far off it wasn't even, it, Yeah, like, it's not like I'm trying. It, and it was like, oh my gosh. 
Like, you know, the people who try that and you're just like, wow. You get embarrassed for them. You should record them. yourself and then listen back. Mm. Yeah, I'm just like, please stop. Just stop. There was a former student of the youth group, MJ. He could do like the greatest Morgan Freeman I've ever <laughs> seen in person. And I used to have him all the time. I would like find quotes from uh, Shawshank and I would make him say them. It was incredible. And to do Frank. That's Morgan. right. I wish I still had him on video. But so last week, and Thursday night, or no, it was Sunday night because it was right before Kipton left for St. Louis. Uh, Sunday night, I read him one of his stories and I started to do a British accent for no good reason. <laughs> But not like a good British accent, like an over-the-top one. Like, uh, it's time for you to go bed now, ain't it? <laughs> so I'm reading. Like a few rounds in at the pub. Yes. <laughs> yeah. like, the, so I... like the drunk soccer coach. Yes. Yeah. Like Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. <laughs> so I'm reading yes. this story to him like that, and he thinks it's hilarious at first. And then eventually he just slapped me in the face and said, don't do that <laughs> Speaking of uh, speaking of British things or English things, my sister currently lives in England right now, and she England, is, Arkansas. No, like England. currently right now, like like, England, like the real thing. England, like the real. Where thing. at? Where's Bouts? Uh, like she... seventy miles south of of London. Okay. So she take I feel like everything is within seventy miles of London. Do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Josh is like, it's not that big. <laughs> like the whole country. <laughs> uh, Wouldn't well, it be kilometers, though? Yeah. I mean, mm, come on. She converted it for me. No. no I'm, a, I'm American. <laughs> it's miles. Is, was she a part of Brexit? <clears throat> Do what? Brexit? Do you not know what Brexit is? Obviously not with the space I'm giving you. It was, it was the British exit from the European Union. Oh, no. When did this happen? I mean, just recently. This year. It's no, 2020. Everything's happened this year. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. They they live on a base, so they're pretty. So, on a I'm on, on what? Like a base? He's, he's Air Force, like a oh, Air a Force base. one, two, three base all over me. Yeah, like not it. I thought. I uh, see. I couldn't. I couldn't know your sister's husband because every time he walked into a room, I'd go. Probably not. But hey. Anyways, all of that to say, she was telling a story. She's here right now for like two weeks, and she's about to go back. But she was telling us a story about my niece. She is the same age as my daughter, and so they're both in first grade. She was talking about how she went to school, and they call lunch something else. I can't remember, and I'm I'm frustrated. I can't remember what they call it. But it's a weird word where they're like, oh, yeah, that's what we call it. And we're like just call it lunch like <laughs> duh but she said that the lady asked her the lady in the cafeteria do you, <clears throat> do you want a veggie dog or do you want a jacket potato and i was like what and i'm like a veggie dog i guess probably just like a hot dog with like made with vegetables you know but still like the form of a hot dog yeah and and then jacket potato i have no idea what that is <laughs> and so I, my sister said it she's like Veggie dog, jack potato. And I'm like, what is a jack potato? Like, and so she finally slowed down and it's a jacket potato. A jacket potato is what they call baked potatoes. 
Is that not incredible? So, so a do they jacket potato? So if they peel it, is it a naked naked potato? potato? Yeah, like I might be wearing an undershirt. Uh, no, it's just summertime potato. <laughs> But, Uncoated but potato. But listen to this nastiness. The veggie dog was a skin of a hot dog with vegetables shoved in it. Uh, <laughs> oh, so it's not even like meat it's not, substitute. No, it's, it's just, just, just the, it's just the dog skin with vegetables. Are you kidding me? Just put the vegetables in a bowl. Save the nastiest part of the hot dog, and like, let's forget about that. They call it midday. I don't know what they call it. I tried to Google it. Google's not helping me. What right do they now. call lunch in in London? Chad's been to Buckingham Palace. That's pretty cool. I have been. And you I've have. been to Windsor Castle. And oh. Yeah. Well, when I was at Windsor Castle, we ate at McDonald's. Monty Dog. Oh. <laughs> What'd you eat? I'm uh, pretty sure I just had like a no, standard it's... cheeseburger. Is it standard over there? The, well, so their sizes and everything are different. Their menu is different. Like they don't have a double quarter pounder with cheese. Isn't with... that sad? With a large cup. My sister like, was talking about do they that. don't they don't have like condiments over there. It's yeah. like it's like mustard. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, they don't they don't have ketchup. I also had sauce maybe. I also had fish uh, and chicken. KFC though. <laughs> nope. They don't have all those flavors. It's one, it's just chicken. They got a bloody good fried chicken, eh, do oh <laughs> Well, they got the sauce. You got to stop. <laughs> you can't, well, you can't you. say all that. I, I, I don't. Bloody I don't eat old. KFC in the states. No. They got bloody good fried chicken over there. <laughs> I like ate some fish. Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. I don't know. What I ate some fish and chips out there. It was mighty like cold. Jason Statham before he got real. It's like before he got real American. It's more like Jason wasted. I mean, it just. I don't know, man. Maybe you should keep practicing with Kip at nighttime. Uh, I you, don't know what you want to do. Want to go down to the pub and get a point? <laughs> I used to be able you know, to do you a really... Pig. Boy, I used to be able to do a really solid Russell brand, but I've kind of lost it. Try it. I'll be Katy Perry. Well, I, I can't even... I can't even think of what he sounds like right now. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, quotes like from Like a coherent and... Ozzy Osbourne, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I can't even think. Because I used to be a huge, like. What was that movie he was in where all I remember is he's driving that tiny car in the house. It was like a power- Arthur? Yeah. Arthur. Where he's, like, <laughs> uber rich. Yes. <laughs> that's one of my favorites of his. I feel like he's an uber rich rock star in, like, every movie he's ever in. Well, that's because he looks like an uber rich rock star. <clears throat> he should be an uber rich rock star. But I used to watch Arthur, Get Him to the Greek, and forgetting Sarah Marshall, like, religiously. Like, I would watch them, like, once a week. Like, every Sunday and Wednesday. That's right. <laughs> Only on Saturdays, <laughs> my Sabbath. <laughs> mm. No, but I used to watch them all the time, and I had a really good Russell Brand accent. What, maybe we could do a, let's do this. Let's have a segment of the podcast where people give you a new accent to learn, and then the next week you have to pop it on us. What what would Aaron says no? I don't want anything popped on me. What would you call that segment? I don't know. Popping around the world, something. I don't know. Popping around the world. Really into popping right now. Well, it's a pop gospel podcast. <laughs> pop 
podcasts and around the world? I don't know. Well, speaking of around segments. Around the world in 30 days. We have the Billboard Hot 100. It's Roddy Rich, the box. Just kidding. It's it not. is still WAP by Cardi B. <laughs> oh, so, how did the kids bop WAP? So that come? means that Josh will not be reading the lyrics. However, I am pleased to present to you for the first time. Oh, do we have it? Aaron Sexton reading a pop gospel original. What? You should have called it a pop gospel parody. Now, I do have the Kids Bop Kids. Pop gospel parody. We could go with that from now on. We could rebrand it. You have have the Kids Bop Wop Pop? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've I've got them ready to go. Wait. Did they do this? Or did you redo it? Did we have homework and I didn't listen? We're f- this this song is rumored, not confirmed. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, we have a pop gospel parody. Mm. This is WAP, the old McDonald remix. Aaron, take it away. There's a horse. And Should I do that part for you? There's a no, horse in the cow. There's a horse in the cow. There's a horse in the cow. I don't, I don't know the, the actual There's rhythm a... of the song. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to do the best I can. Okay. Read I it just, up. I refuse to listen to it all the way through. <laughs> yeah, at all. Come actually. on. It's like a challenge. I can get your money back if you can sit there and listen to it all the way through. <laughs> There's a horse and a cow. There's a horse and a cow. Mm. Throwing out seed seven days a week. Wheat and produce. A couple pigs and a couple sheep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm trucking in some wheat and produce. Bring a <laughs> basket when you shop for this wheat and produce. Gonna make your mouth drop for this wheat and produce. Old McDonald had a farm, extra large, southern charm. Put this produce right in your face, selling watermelons out of my car. Head to the crop. I want to ride my tractor all day and night. Whip my handkerchief out, wipe sweat out of my eyes. With some rainfall from these skies, tie up the plow and make straight lines. With a John Deere, it won't take no time. I want to take this Big Mac truck right down I-95. Make ice cream and margarine. My cow stunting, best you've seen. Take a look, see what I mean. Let me tell you about my milking machine. <laughs> Gardening. Well, we're, we're getting kind of close to WAP now. Let's go off that. <laughs> Gardening. Stalks of peas. Even got some apple trees. Cornfields go on as far as the eye can see. Put it in gear and let's do some harvesting. Hit the co-op and get some more chicken feed. Put my dip in my lip. Grab my thermos coffee and take a sip. You really ain't never going to forget this twang. Take you back in time with my southern slang. Now get your boots and your coat for this wheat and produce. Hurry up. We've got to load up this wheat and produce. Jack Daniels whiskey from Tennessee after this wheat and produce. Please bring some rain so that we get more of this wheat and produce. Mm, That's good. That's the that's the first slap. Let me see if I can find an instrumental real quick though. Yeah, but I don't know the actual like. Well, so there is there is an instrumental. I went ahead and found it earlier. Oh, you, do today. you have it? The only problem is that backup. The uh, whores in this house. Wait a minute. Here, is a part of the instrumental. Oh, see, it's uh, got to be. Wait. Here we go. Here we go. Let me get. I mean, I've got it right here. I'm getting past the... It, it doesn't get past. It goes oh, that's the whole all thing. throughout. Literally all the beat is, is that 
phrase, uh, that saying, there's Why some whores in this house. so long? Uh, okay. Well, that's the picture of the album artwork. She's like touching her bottom of her chin. <laughs> so all Yuck. the beat is, is them saying there's some whores in this house with like a... That's like all it is throughout almost the entire song. We could probably but, all do like a quartet, like a <laughs> like an like acapella, a, group. acapella group. What would our acapella group name be? E I E I O. Unemployed. 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 I was gonna say Papa Watt, but that's not appropriate. <laughs> nope. It's not. It's not, I'm so sorry. That, that wheat <laughs> just, and produce. That's what you were talking about. Yeah. That wheat and produce. <laughs> well, it's got... So, if I've learned anything about acapella groups from the movies Pitch Perfect 1, 2, and 3, your name has to have something to do with something musical in some way. Like the trebles. Mm, here and, comes treble. That's right. And, and so on. So, it would have to have... Something to do with music. We would be the basement. <laughs> Casey just. I was, I was SMH'ing, you know? No, that's not it. SMH'ing. Shaking my head. <laughs> I know it will be. Jack. Josh, Aaron, Chad, Casey, Jack. <laughs> Two C's. So Jack. <laughs> What? Okay, so uh, what? <laughs> we sound like an energy drink. <laughs> Let's get Jack. Okay, so I enjoyed that. You should submit that to Kids Bob because you know they're struggling. Although apparently oh, it's rumored. okay. So Josh, what is this supposed Kids Bob version? That's it. Once That's again, this song is rumored. Really hard on that. Not confirmed. I gave you roaring applause. Oh, it was incredible. There was the. <sighs> What was it? Wheat and produce? Wheat and produce. We're going to produce that. Let me see what I can and do. We're going to put it out. There were some things no, where I was I'm like, nervous. ooh, this word would rhyme. This word would rhyme. But it's really good. Good it was job really avoiding, hard to do. Good job avoiding the inappropriateness. That Almost. Was more hard to do. Some yeah, of it my milk still machine. felt okay. inappropriate. <laughs> so I'm going to put your produce I in my face. Kristen, that was I awkward. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> gave Kristen a preview of it before I came over here. I just, I just did the same thing, and she was like, "Yeah, that can all still be taken." Yeah, really it wrong. still sounds really dirty. You can say anything and say, "Put it in my face," and it's and like, it's, "That's not mm-hmm. good." All right, Josh, get what's that phone. The, what's Put it the in my supposed face. kids' bop version or the proposed? There's some doors in this house. Yeah. There's let's some go. doors in this house. Is this carpentry? There's some doors in this house. Or is it house? There's humor? some doors in this house. I said certified. Yeah. <laughs> Seven days a week. Water bottle. Make that pull out game weak. Oh, nope. You still what? can't say that. <laughs> Pulling what out? You still can't say that. I guess they're pulling out their water bottle. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. About that, kids, Bob. Oh, first sign that, of that one. But anyway, it, it keeps going from there, talking about a water bottle. That's it's wait, not that get, no, keep going, keep going. Let's let's hear. No, it. Man, let's hear what else there is. <laughs> yeah, you're playing with some water bottles. Oh no! Bring a bucket and a mop for spilled water bottle. <laughs> what? Give me anything you got for this water bottle. 
Let's go. Okay. So obviously, <laughs> this is we've been trolled here on the internet. Oh, of course. This can't be this, for real. Kidsbot puts out quality stuff seventy five percent of the time. This is a song they just won't touch. They, they shouldn't. Yeah. This is just one they won't try and cover. There's no way. They're like, oh, we're gonna put our our best kids pop kids on this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought but, mine was pretty good. No, I thought it was great. I That's did what try I said. to figure out how to fit E I E I O into it, but that was really hard. We're gonna get the beat. We're gonna do a, a new recording, and we're gonna release this track. Mm. Pop gospel parody. I'm still, I'm still Look for it on for Spotify. It. Mm. It's gonna hey. be great. Yeah. Old McDonald. Oh, I found it. This is it. This is the one. There's some horse and a cow. There's a 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 horse and a cow. For the sweet and produce. Okay, we just need to stop. We just need to stop. We're slaying it over here, We weren't here, ready for that world. <laughs> Shout out to Big Zane on Spotify. Thank you for that track. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Maybe it's zany. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Maybe it's zany. So. <laughs> the artwork. What? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Probably woke so, family up there. I'm sorry. Hard segue. Talking about kids bop. Segway. My wife shared a story with me today that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. So my wife is a teacher, and for that reason, I'm not going to use any names because this is a student of hers. Everybody's name can just be left out. Let me let me make uh, a mess. Let me be the namer. Okay. Okay. So my wife has a certain student. A trade. Male or female? Male. Marcus. Marcus is an adorable kid, but he gets in trouble not often, but... He he's just one that always kind of on, finds Marcus. himself in trouble. Gosh, so you just got to do better, Marcus. And it's M A R K U S. Okay, by the way, so mm, with a K. So Marcus, his parents were like, "Is it Mark or is it Marcus? We don't know. We just named him Marcus with a K." Okay, so I don't want to ris- misrepresent Marcus. Marcus, this day has found himself in trouble several times. Come on, and, Marcus. And the last time that he is in trouble. It's because he is taking pencils and breaking them in half. Not, why are you doing that? Not, was he playing pencil pop there? Not his pencils. I don't know what pencil pop is. Oh, it's the worst You done game, took but... Jennifer's pencil no, and broke it in half, Marcus. He, he's just snapping them. Oh. Okay. Have you never played pencil pop in school? I don't know what that is. your brother since Like, I might have played it, but we probably didn't call it You just it hold pencil a pop. pencil out, and then the other person snaps theirs down on it. And you try oh, to yeah, we did that. Pencil. I just didn't call it pencil pop. What'd you say? You want to play the pencil game? No, I never said, hey, do you want to play? We you were just, just like held it up. Doing it. Knew what time it was. <laughs> game time. You walk in, you raise your pencil in the air, and everyone's like, yeah. So Marcus is breaking these pencils, mm-hmm. and my wife notices, and she does the the solid teacher thing where like she doesn't raise her voice at all, but there's just enough pause where she's like, Marcus, what are you doing for him to know, like, oh, crap, I am mm-hmm. in trouble? 
And so Marcus then got hit with teacher boy. And your wife teaches kindergarten for everyone to know. Yeah, so he's like five or six. Yeah, this isn't like a sixteen year old kid. No, no, no. Marcus. (laughs) And so Marcus is like, uh breaking pencils. And so wife texts Marcus's mom. Oh, you want another name? Sheila. Well, I mean, you said you were the name guy. I, I didn't know we were going to name the mom. Text Sheila, Sheila yeah. and lets her know what had happened and why he like got a frowny face today or whatever it is. And so she does face? not hear back from Sheila. And Ooh. so Marcus if you oh. work with kids in any fashion where you have to do these things like message parents, you know that at this point it's either A – they're going to come at you like upset about it. Like it's your fault. Or B, they're going to be like, oh yeah, we'll take care of it and do nothing. Like those are generally the things that happen. Well, no, today, see, Marcus shows up with a little Ziploc bag. In that Ziploc bag is a card apologizing and that a was bunch not, of That was change. not written by Marcus. No. And a bunch of change. Marcus then proceeds to tell my wife the story of what happened. So apparently Marcus's parents have given him three piggy banks. And he is saving in those different piggy banks for different things. One of them he's saving up for a TV in his room. And because he was breaking those pencils, his mom, Sheila, makes him take money out of his savings and pay for the pencils that he broke. That's parenting right there. Yes. And my wife, she was like, at first, I was a little heartbroken because it's like, oh, no, he was saving that money. Like, they're just pencils. But it, but then she was like, but way to go, Sheila. It's the lesson. Like, like teaching personal yes. responsibility. If you break something, you have to pay for it. Because when you don't do these things with your children, they end up burning down cities because yeah. there's no repercussions for it. I don't feel like Marcus needs a TV in his room. Well, that- that's probably true. Maybe he'll keep breaking stuff. He'll never, <laughs> he'll never reach his goal. But that see that, that that's like Sheila's Sheila real goal. That, yeah, that Sheila's she knows. Real. She knows Marcus with a K gonna mess up again. She's like, boy, I'm gonna keep taking this kid's piggy bank money. He keeps he getting never in trouble. Gonna have a TV. <laughs> Jokes on He's gonna Sheila. be 21, still Marcus, trying to get a TV. Marcus is selling drugs on the playground. That thing's full. <laughs> <laughs> This is horrible. We shouldn't be saying this. But She's I just doing a great job. It it oh, it legit yeah. like warmed my heart when she told me that. I got like excited. Like there's yes! hope for the future. Yes, like people aren't just like all stupid. Right. There's some good ones out no, there's, there. There's there's a few of us. I just never mind the fact Marcus is breaking pencils like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, never mind it's the great. fact that he probably needs counseling. <laughs> But like I, I hate my parents getting in my piggy bank. <laughs> <laughs> but like I've been so I worked at the school for a year. Josh, you've worked in schools for what on and off four uh, years. I'm four about years. to. Yeah. Aaron, I'm about, Aaron's I'm about, about to, to become a substitute. Oh, yeah, I used to do that. Like too. when you have been there, you know, number one, parents are just not parenting anymore. Nope. Everybody is turning to putting their kids on some kind of drug or putting them in some kind of program. That's why Marcus is out there slinging it. He's I like, mean, I got Adderall. I got Concerta. What you want? I, I mean, got it. I was at, trying when to I get was, a TV in my room. When I was working at the school, now granted, 
I have never done this kind of work before. I'm a paraprofessional that sits in a computer lab to make sure the kids don't look at anything on the internet they're not supposed to. That was my job. And I get called out of my classroom to go help with an unruly student one day. And this girl is, she's in second grade and she is like throwing chairs across the room. Her name is Kimberly. Dumping over bookshelves and like screaming at the top of her lungs. And so they're like, like, I'm out. We need your help (laughs) detaining her. And I'm like, well, like, what am I allowed to do? Like, I know already I'm not touching her. Like, yeah. that's, that's a thing that's not happening. And so the principal shows up. Do you know any soothing words? Like, exactly. What, what, what can we do here? So the principal shows up, and he's like, he sees who it is, and he goes, oh, I'll be right back. And he leaves. Got his gun. And he comes back with a teddy bear, <laughs> hands her the teddy bear. Kimberly and takes in. and she calms down and he takes her to her office and she just sat in her and his office with this teddy bear. And I'm like, what on earth just happened? And there were no repercussions. She wasn't like suspended or anything like that. She just went back to class after 10, 15 minutes. Like hmm. you were throwing chairs across the room. Yeah, but she just needed she just needed someone to understand her. Like, what if she cracked somebody's dome open with one of those chairs? Should have been standing there. Uh, I just so. Anyways, moral of the story: parent your kid. Parent your kid, man. Make sure that they know that you can't just do whatever the heck you want and get away with it. Like, there is responsibility. There are repercussions for your actions. It just it it made me feel so good. I was like, yes. Sheila, you a real one. And it gave my wife hope because I can't tell you how many letters she sent home with kids about their behavior and nothing happens. And I know that's the story of every teacher now. It's like they send home notes all the time and nothing happens. Yeah, it's even working with students, the phrase like, I'm going to call your mom just does not have the same amount of weight that it did when I was that age. Boy, like, I know, I know if my teacher told me they were about to go call Renee, it, it was over. Yeah. Aaron did like, not want anyone whew. calling his mom. Nah. Because that meant a beating was going to ensue. You can call my mom if she doesn't yeah. tell my dad. Boy, <laughs> if we can make that deal, I'm cool with it. it was that was not the deal. It was a two party system. It wasn't yeah. that, yeah. Oh no, I didn't have that chance either. Everything, <laughs> everything was, out there. Everything was bipartisan. There was the most unity <laughs> in that house. Because mom, oh, like man. first it went, first it went to the house with me and mom, mm-hmm. and it was dealt with. And then it got passed on to the Senate, my father. And then it was redone. And it was even worse. <laughs> yeah, like, the 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 repercussions for me, I, I'm assuming probably the same for all of you, was there were physical repercussions mm-hmm. in my butt getting beat with either a hand or a spoon. <laughs> and then there was That's grounding, smooth, which was like me physically detained to my room for a period of time. And then there was loss of privileges, like all of that wrapped into one. Like it was never just like, don't do that again. It was like, here is all of the punishment and 
here's why you're being punished. Don't yeah. do that again. Well, you know, I honestly believe that's why God created pain. Because oh. pain is the best teacher. So I, yeah, I, I volunteer. You'll only jump off of a house a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> depending on how bad it is once. Well, so I, I volunteer uh, occasionally with a group in Little Rock that trains SWAT officers and things like that. And that is the guy who owns it. That his that's his mantra is pain is the best teacher. Mm. And they they do an actual exercise on a Wednesday night. <sighs> it's called Where's My Cheese, and it's uh, it's an they. The officers have to breach this building. They're given four objectives, four tasks that they have to complete, but there's only three of them in the house. Okay, The fourth one does not exist, and it's so that they can learn how to – because they have to wander around until the exercise is over. If they don't complete the task, they have to continue to try and complete it until the instructor kills the exercise, right? And I've been out there on nights where they've been wandering in a circle – Carrying a 200-pound dummy, a 90-pound kettlebell, and uh, trying to keep some important documents secured while, you know, the 12 to 15 of us op four shoot at them from every angle and just wear them out. I mean, wear them out. They come out of there so beaten up from that, and it's because the solid belief is pain is the best teacher. You will Mm. learn to cover corners. You will learn to keep each other alive. You will... And I think that's why God created it. Because, again, like you said, you jump off a building trying to use, you know, a plastic bag as a parachute, and you learn really quick that that's something that you should not do. That's right. You will not do it often. Touch a hot pan, you'll only do it once, and then you're like, okay, right? that is not something I want to relive. (laughs) Absolutely. Because, I mean, you can only be stupid for so long before you're finally like, yeah, I'm going to quit. Yeah, for sure. Either you quit or God makes you quit and you die. So that was just a personal story that I thought had a good uh, moral to it. Uh, And now we get to some culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, For those of you who don't watch the news, which is probably no one at this point, you're getting it from somewhere. Or everyone. You know that... For those of you who don't watch the news... Good for you. I'm asking. (laughs) I'm asking. Are you saying everyone doesn't watch the news? Are you saying everyone does? No, I'm does? saying everyone does. In the off chance that there's someone out there that hasn't like I feel yeah. like there's more people right now that don't watch the news because it's so But negative. I'm saying they get their news from somewhere. Sure. Like In they the might not watch mainstream. That someone has just broken away from a cult and come out from the underground after believing that <laughs> gotcha. the apocalypse had happened several years ago. Well, In case you've been out. You woke up in the middle Indiana of Indiana Mole <laughs> That's right. In case you, you should have stayed a little bit longer. In case you've been out developing right. your spirit in the desert, and you just came back to us. Why you got talking about Kanye? Come on, like just, that. <laughs> well, it was more. Uh, who was it who just did that? They were on. Jared oh, it Leto. was Jared Leto. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Josh. I, it took my brain a second to recognize that you said that. Anyways, you know that Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed away. Uh, what? Shut up. I'm just kidding. I haven't been watching uh, the news. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is podcast is my news. It's sad. It's not necessarily sad for me in the sense that I thought she was like some kind of great woman. A lot of the things that she was for, I was very much against. Uh, if I were her, I told Aaron this earlier. You'd be dead. 
if I were her, uh, I would have called it quits. Like when I got my cancer diagnosis, been like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my life instead of withering away. Bro, you, were, here. you were in the elite nine. Like but, what, what more could you enjoy? Uh, everything. <laughs> you think she pays you're, for meals? Heck's no. You're, yeah, but you're in the legal field and it's just, all stress all the time. I was time. thinking about not, that. It's not fun. You probably have to have like the Constitution memorized if you're like Supreme Court justice. Well, you would hope that they would, but they obviously don't based well, on some of the rulings. Well, yeah, that's a lot to memorize. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyways, this of course has led to just a absolute freak out by everyone. Uh, uh, people on the right are like, yes, get somebody in there and let's, you know, abolish Roe v. Wade and so on and so forth. And then people on the left are like, Oh my gosh, this is a violation of the constitution. And da, da, da. And to everyone, well, not to everyone, but to the majority on both sides, it is like the end of the world or it's Christmas. And so I'm looking through content, trying to find things to talk about. And I got to say, this one just stood out way above the rest uh, this comes from the daily wire by paul boys b-o-i-s boys boys uh, huff post op-ed ginsburg's death pushed me to join the satanic temple wow Okay, so a 40-something... So many ways you could have gone in life. <laughs> a 40-something-year-old attorney or and mother who lives in a quiet neighborhood with a yard and a garage full of scooters and soccer balls has dedicated herself to the satanic temple in the wake of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death, believing that they are the best force in America to keep abortion rights alive. Which should kind of tell you right there on its face that abortion might not be the greatest thing. You're literally going to sell your soul to the devil to try and keep abortion rights alive. Yes. So this quote, I am not the type of person who would normally consider becoming a Satanist. But these are not normal times, Jamie Smith says in the beginning of her bizarre yeah. and often strangely ironic op-ed for the HuffPost. Don't you have to be pretty smart to become an attorney? I mean, like, you think three things no. every day. No, you don't. I mean, No, you don't. Okay. It's absolutely untrue. Okay. You just have to be able to pass tests. That's all. According to Jamie Smith, the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg left her less with grief and more with fear. Fear that the religious right will rise again, <laughs> wow, for another generation to transform every woman into a handmaid in service of the white male patriarchy. <laughs> I fear that American citizens are inching closer to living in a theocracy and dictator or dictatorship, and that the checks meant to prevent this from happening are close to eroding beyond repair, she says. When Justice Ginsburg died, I knew immediately that action was needed on a scale we have not seen before. Our democracy has come, has become so fragile that the loss of one of the last guardians of common sense and decency <laughs> in government less than two months before a pivotal election has put our civil reproductive rights in danger like never before. Her solution to this crippling fear? Satanism. <laughs> By way of the satanic temple. 
As Smith notes in her op-ed, the Satanic Temple claims not to actually believe in the literal Satan and instead uses Satan as a symbol of rebellion against the Christian hegemony, which is literally what Satan does. In other words... We're not going to j- worship Satan. We're just going <laughs> to worship something like Satan. That's right. In other words, they're just theatrical atheists, a charming, reasonable bunch as far as Smith is concerned. She writes, members of the Satanic Temple do not believe in the supernatural or superstition. In the same way that some Unitarians and some Jews do not believe in God, uh, <laughs> Satanic Temple members do not worship Satan, and most are atheists. They are not affiliated in any way with the Church of Satan. Instead, the Satanic Temple uses the devil as a symbol of rebellion. Just like other faiths, the Satanic Temple has a code that their members believe in deeply and use to guide their lives. The code is 666, by the way, if you need to to unlock that one. (laughs) These seven fundamental tenets include that one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. This is the Church of Satan, but not really? Yes. Oh, act with empathy. (laughs) That's the first thing I think of when I think of Satan. For sure. (laughs) That the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions, and that one's body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone and we will just stop there there's so much more that i mean it's literally i've got like eight more paragraphs but we can stop there we get the gist the idea being that she freaks out because ruth bader ginsburg dies just like all these videos that are going around of people losing their minds and screaming at the, that lady at screaming at her phone is so funny i said that yeah, I'm like, well, maybe pull over. All right. I said that and I was like, this says to me, thanks for nothing, you old bag. Like, <laughs> you you claim to respect her for all of these things that she's done, even though you probably can't name one of the things she's actually done. But she dies, dies, doesn't quit, doesn't retire, doesn't give her seat to someone else, dies. <laughs> and you're angry that she died. Because she's giving up this seat and Trump's going to fill it. Absolutely absurd. But so All the, you had to do, Ruth, was be immortal. That's right. <laughs> yeah. but so, Make it to 2021, Ruth. Yeah, because so we all choose when we die, right? You've got these people going into panic mode. So much so, this lady joins the satanic temple, So uh, claims that it's not a religious group, that they don't actually believe in Satan and so on. If you practice anything with any semblance of devotion, you're being religious about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the whole idea... We want to be nice, but we also want to be aggressive and angry and... Well, and the whole Let's idea like that a nice Satan. one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason. What about the babies that you want to kill? Oh, no, no, no. They're not alive. That doesn't count. Child. I guess that's the within reason part. Like, no. They're, they, what did it say in there? That they, they believe that the, the body the, is inviolable? In the, in the, yes. A in person's the, body is inviolable and nothing, shouldn't have anything imposed on them outside of their own will? Okay, that's what it well, says. The body inside of your body... 
Well, yeah. And so the whole thing, of course, is that they don't believe that the body inside them is a body. Until, for some well, reason... that's why they're going to the Church of Satan, because they don't believe in science. No, it's not the Church of they Satan, just it's believe like in fairy the Church tales. of Satan. <laughs> what is like the Church of Satan? The uh, Satanic Temple, it's apparently. Like a, it's like, it's, I mean, it's the Sam's Cola to it's Coca-Cola. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a it's, knockoff. Our symbol's it's a pentagram, but we color it in. Right. Yeah. So it's really we just a fancy really star. We don't really worship the devil, we just use him as a symbol. Oh like, I, didn't call, I didn't call you the devil, I said you're acting like the devil, Aaron. <laughs> Jeez. (laughs) But so, yeah, this woman goes to the extreme of joining the satanic temple. And it. What a hard. And that's not even the craziest thing of 2020. I mean, I'm like, okay. Yeah, now it just kind of falls in line with. Totally makes sense. So, okay, so this is this is this is my issue with me hearing this story. I'm really glad I didn't read it, so I didn't come in with any kind of presupposition. But, like,. Of course, now in my mind, I'm going, this person is, you know, ridiculous or whatever. When in reality, like, all of, all have, all of 2020, I think is just an effort, maybe more than ever within this country, not over time, but in an effort within this country for God to reveal what it's like to have no hope in anything beyond this world. Again, when you see people's reaction to stuff like this, and we're like, that's ridiculous. And it's because we as believers have a hope beyond this place. But when you have people who have no hope Hmm. beyond a political idea, beyond a, uh, you know, their pursuit of, of women's rights and feminism and gay rights and black light when, when there's no hope beyond that and that fails them this is what happens these are the kinds of things that they go go yeah. to well and when government is your hope right and it fails you yeah you riot in the streets right and you know the these things that we see happening right and that's something that I, I, I mean, so th- like everyone else through 2020, I've been asking these questions about like, what's next? Where do we go from here? There were times when I thought, oh man, like a civil war is right around the corner. And those things haven't exactly gone away, but my mindset about them has changed. And so I kind of want to fill you guys in on why my mindset on these things have changed. And it's because my natural instinct is of course, defense of myself and the things that I believe in my family. And so my stance on like home defense, things like that, self-defense have not changed, but this idea of like, I must go fight. I must do something to (laughs) uphold these things that I believe politically I just don't have the same stance on that anymore because as I look at it through the, through the lens of I am a Christian, as I look at it through the lens of who I am in Christ and what he's done for me and where I will eventually end up, I just see that all of these things have to happen. 
that everything that is going on is not outside of God's control. Although there is calamity and it's scary. And I mean, there's people literally throwing bottles of flaming alcohol at other people and hitting people with bats and shooting each other and so on. It is scary, but as a Christian, I know that at the end of this, even if that were to happen to me, even if I were to be the person that got shot or whatever, run over by a car or so on, I know that when I die, the place that I'm going is better than here. I know that when my family dies, the place that they are going is better than here. And so my hope is in Christ and is in that eternity that we look forward to. And so it changes my mindset on what I am defending. Now, am I going to vote when it comes time to vote? Absolutely I am. But am I heartbroken? Is my world shattered if things don't go the way that I vote for and want? Absolutely not. Because everything that is happening, again, is in God's control. None of this is out of his purview. None of this is something that is surprising him. All of these things are leading toward the eventual end of everything. And so you, I just see these people on both sides, all of these people who, man, if if Democrats win, it's going to be the end of the country and probably the end of the world. And on the other side, if Donald Trump wins, he's just going to destroy our country and maybe the world. And it's just so sad to me to see that, but it's something that we've known all along. It's just like you're saying, it's more prevalent now. It's almost like it's being exposed through all of the things that are currently happening that uh, this world is fragile. Uh, All of these things that we put our hope in are fragile unless that thing that you put your hope in is God, the creator of all of it. I agree. I, the whole thing, the whole thing that is so, like, I'm I'm a true like patriot. I love America. I love everything about the freedoms that we have. The only thing that I'm super feel fearful of is losing that kind of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter who is elected. I there has to be checks and balances. I think that. This, the things that we see right now, there's a lot of, like, bluffing kind of taking place. Of course. Where it's like, oh, well, Trump, you fill this seat, then the the Dems are going to do this. And you're like, oh. They'll pack the courts. Pack the court and add states. Do away I'm with like, the filibuster and I'm like, all that stuff. Like, surely you can't just do that. Like, yeah. that, that, that requires some work from both parties. Yeah. And so, like... I'm just kind of to the point where, like, I was kind of like, ah, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know. I'm, uh, and I'm just kind of like, you know what? Whatever. Like, exactly. Hey, like, vote for what you believe in. <clears throat> vote with your heart. Like, vote whatever. Yeah. And then let's just see what happens. I'm and just, that's the thing. Like, two months ago, if they would have been saying those things that we'll pack the courts and we'll do away with the filibuster and we'll add states and we will run this thing, that would have freaked me out two months ago. Like, I would have thought, oh, man, we're all going to have to buy up some guns and get ready to fight this thing out. Whereas now, that just doesn't even enter my mind. I'm like, if that is what happens, I hope it's not. 
I pray that it's not because it makes for a crummy America. And I would just hate to see this great thing that is still getting better. And the whole idea of America, the great American experiment, is that it's constantly striving toward a, a certain goal. Not that it is perfect or ever was perfect, but that it's trying to be. And so to see somebody, no matter their political party, take it and completely throw all that away uh, just to stay in power, just to keep the other guys down, uh, would just be really sad to me. And I would hate to see our kids have to grow up in that. I, I kind of wish the mo- the more I think about it, I wish we could just do like a full like a hard reset on yes. like just government in general. But the problem is like, hey, pull everybody out of every office, and then you're like, you have one moderator, whoever you can find, that's like just kind of down the middle. Yeah, I'll do it. But then it's like at the same time, <laughs> okay, people, you twisted my arm. People are like, we're preconditioned now to like you're gonna vote the, like all the things that people talk about leading up to like if you don't know who you're gonna vote for to this point like like are there really people who are like oh, i just can't make up my mind like seriously everybody is know. so like so polarized yeah i mean i don't know people who are like <clears throat> yeah i'm still thinking like you know i just like i'm just like can we just like reset everything and just be like you know what you if you've been in politics you can't go back yeah sorry find you another job whatever do something else let's fill those <laughs> seats with bunch of randos yeah, some, that, i mean it can't be answer. it can't be worse than the road we're going it's we so hard reset it's so petty some of the stuff that i'm hearing i'm like is this children like who's in charge of this it's crazy aaron i, I see the just i feel like politics is not the way to go with aaron he just like <laughs> politics and anything about the I, sexualization of women i know man <laughs> No, I'm fine. I'm, like, I'm just listening. No wops, like, no cuties, I'm, no politics. That's I'm right. Taking it, I'm just taking it all in. I'm not angry. Josh, I you're guess. Mr. Polysci. What What are your thoughts on all that? You chimed in a little bit. He liked the hard reset. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the biggest fan of a hard reset. Like, I feel like the issue with our current national government specifically, but even state government, is – these politicians are just craving power. Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. They're going there for a position of power. They're not going there to be a representative of the people, which is what they're supposed to be. Yes. They're not listening to their constituents. They're not voting, like, even if it's against their personal beliefs, they're not voting the way that their constituents who put them in that position of power would like for them to vote. Yeah. That is their job. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of we need some term limits. Well, breaking news, Democrats to introduce bill limiting U.S. Supreme Court justice terms to just 18 years. So that's from Reuters, which that would require a constitutional amendment. Like you can't yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. But I, but I'm for that. I don't think it should be a lifetime appointment. Right. Uh, I'm for term limits, and I'm also for pay limits. The fact that you can get rich in a position that is supposed to be a public servant Mm -hmm. blows my mind. Not even a public servant in which there is no risk. Like public servant as a police officer, a fireman, an EMT, absolutely. I think you should potentially be able to get rich that way. I know that's not what those people get into it for, but I'd be much more... 
pleased with people who do that getting rich than someone who sits around and argues for a living getting rich. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how to segue out of that. Uh, it, it's a tough topic because it is sad and I hate that, uh, everything is so divisive even to the point that people will hate each other over just the disagreement of an idea. Well, and that's the thing that is the most frustrating is like, we expect that in Washington, but it's trickled down. Like you guys were talking about on, on this, this thread that someone had on Facebook and just like the civil war that was going on inside yeah. of that. And I saw, um, something, one of the local news stations put out, they put a thing on Facebook. They're like, should, Oh, should the Republicans fill the, the, the seat in the Supreme Court. And I mean, there were probably 2,600, 3,000 comments on this one. I was like, what? Like, you know, you guys have to moderate those comments, right? Like, you're going to have to go through there, KRK4, and like, oh, delete that. We can't put that. I mean, yeah. whatever intern was working that night was like, don't ever do this again. <laughs> And everybody's just like angry at each other. Beyond a hundred never... comments, I don't see how any of it is constructive. When you're like, <laughs> view more comments, view more comments, you're like, oh my gosh, I, it goes forever. And I was just like, this has never been like this. Yeah. Everybody is so just like up in arms. I'm like, well, and so I know I I am constantly the like anti technology kind of guy. But seriously, I, I posed this question to Aaron the other day, whether or not there would be as much hate and tension if those conversations were face-to-face, oh, which Aaron no. made a good point that maybe now in 2020 it would be. Yeah, you got your Karens. But if you took a step back a couple of years, well, and I think even now it probably wouldn't. Because there is, I mean, there are um, moments where these like influencers and stuff get together that have been at each other's throats, but then when they're in person, the conversation can be civil and kind, and I can disagree with you, and you can disagree with me, and we can both leave with our dignity. And I just wonder if these comment sections, if it was face-to-face, like if those people were in a room together... If they would be as aggressive and hateful. Well, I mean, think about conversations that you have that are, um, like, not necessarily like attacking, but I'm thinking about conversations that I have with people where we're on opposite sides. Typically, what happens is we kind of drift towards the middle. Yeah. It's not like you're an extremist and you're like standing as far away, but you kind of. You in, find the common yeah, ground. Yeah, in the conversation, you're like, all right, let's 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 meet a little bit closer. And it's not like, hey, you're a doofus. No, you're an idiot. Like, yeah. But you kind of work that down. And I think that would be what would happen. I wish that, like, hey, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, shut it all down, like, for the next two months. Just just cut it off. Like, mm-hmm. not for me, but for, like, the world. Yeah. And, like, let's <laughs> for just... For a lot of mental health. Let's just enjoy this like Mm. hey you know what i wish i could say that really stupid thing right now but i just can't yeah or uh my neighbor he sucks like i'm gonna tweet about it you know like just gone 
Let's do it during fall, too, because that's a good time to just go outside and take some deep breaths with your favorite coffee or tea. Good flannel (laughs) on. Oh, this guy girl over here. That's right. The the issue with both sides is that for as virtuous and right as the Republicans want to make themselves out to be, Mm. to even consider... Like, I, I was thinking about this the other day because, again, my I've pulled way back yeah. on my intake of political consumption and all that because I just, it puts me in the worst mindset. I stop seeing people as people. And, you know, like, I, I, I agree with the majority of what Shapiro says. I watch, you know, Louder with Crowder and, and some of the things like that. But then you kind of catch yourself going, well, they refer to everyone on the other side as as the left, the left, the left, the left, the left, and so that just gets built up in your brain, and mm. that's what you begin to associate them as. Well, they are the left, and it's not like Marcus or Sheila or individual people <laughs> that yeah, Marcus. Vote we're when talking you can. about you know it, it's it's just that group. Yes, and then you know again they're like well they hate us because of this but they it's the same thing on the other side well the right well the conservatives well the Repu- it's yeah. and it's just it's all causing division because whether we as republicans or conservatives or whatever you want to call us as much as we want to say that we don't play the identity politics game we do everyone does that's we just, yeah theirs is more broken down yeah, and ours is more unified. They're yeah. unified around victimhood, and we're unified as the pull yourself up by your bootstrap kind of. And so it, it's beards all, and bullets. Yeah, it's and, all yeah. identity politics and and things like that. And so that, to me, that is that is has been my issue is I I have to pull back and and begin to see each individual for who they are. And if we run across disagreements in, in our political beliefs, our theological beliefs, you know, our beliefs on which spicy chicken is better, like we sit down and we work through those things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's because that's what community does. That's what relationship building does. And that is what was modeled for us by Christ. That's why when he's asked a political question, should we pay taxes to Caesar? He gives a proper response. He says, "Man, that's not that's not what you should be worried about. If look, we're here on Earth, pay him, pay him, pay him what he wants. Just yeah. pay the man. Give and to Caesar what is Caesar's, and let's, and and let's move, move on. on. And you know, that's what I was thinking when y'all were talking about like freaking out about how bad things are going. Like we forget, like the majority of what we read in Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, like those are some harsh conditions. <laughs> yeah, for those people, like there's no democracy there." No, they're the spend the majority of their life in slavery, mm. and then even Christ, as a Jew, and Christians were hated by Gentiles and Jews alike, and then in Acts this great wave of persecution breaks out. Like Christians have, like we American Western Christians have had it the easiest that Christians have ever had it in the history of Christianity. Yeah, like by far. And so I think God scoffs at us a little bit when we were like, oh man, America may break down and we may be under a dictatorship and we may lose freedoms. Like, I think and he he's kinda like, sc- oh man, that'll be so yeah, tough for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think he kind of scoffs <laughs> at that. And again, because I'm like Casey, like, I don't want my freedoms infringed upon. 
Yeah. But I also think it's very selfish of me and not very mature of me to believe that, oh, that God would never allow that to happen. When yeah. why not? He's allowed it to happen throughout the course of the history of the world to people mm-hmm. who love him and believe him and follow him. Or to think that of the entire world, America is the center of it. Yeah. Like well, if... That's how we think as Americans. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, which is silly as Christians, because if you read the Bible, it's all about Israel. Yeah. Like, that is God's, like, joint. Like, that is his he, place. He, that is... He it, picked them first. Yeah, that's his spot. And, like, that's where everything comes to an end as well. Right. And so, yeah, and I piggybacking off of what you were talking about about getting together and having discussions like the one thing i really wish people could get back to is agreeing to disagree like i just think all the time like how wonderful a world would be if i could walk in somewhere and see someone wearing a mask and someone not wearing a mask and not think about the fact that they probably look at each other like they're idiots. Both thinking that the other is an idiot. And it's like... And you look at both of them and you think they're idiots. <laughs> and like, well, like, so there are times I forget my mask all the time. And I'm not a big mask fan. You, if you've listened very long, you know where I stand on the COVID stuff. But like, I wear it to be respectful and I wear it because, well, I don't want to get fined. So I, I wear it out and sometimes I forget it. And even like at church, if I don't wear it, it's like everyone is looking at you like, really, guy? Really? And I'm just like, I, I hate that we feel like this about everything. I can't hold the door open for someone of another race because I feel like I'm like white savior mindsetting them like I don't want to have to think about these things can we not just go back to I am a human being you are a human being I would like for you to succeed and I would like for you to want me to succeed and let's move on from there I would like good things for you I would hope that you would not try and make trouble for me (laughs) like I just wish we could go back to something like that and I'm just I'm a little, not really scared, but I just don't see how we go back from where we are currently. Mm. Now, that may be closed-minded, it may be short-sighted, but man, I just don't see how you go from like burning down cities and cussing each other on Facebook to like five months from now pretending like it didn't happen. You know what I mean? That's I mean, it. I can forgive and forget, but I feel like as a nation, that's not a thing that's going to happen. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm over it. I, I Like, I hit a point where I was like, forget it. Like, I just, we'll deal with that when we get there, I guess. Because yeah. I, I don't, I, I mean, like you, like, just get so, like, my heart hurts for the stuff that I see, the, <clears throat> the things that I witness. Like, just the the unrest. And, and it ultimately comes back to, it's just, like, somebody has to be responsible it's like it can't just be a culmination of things that have taken place but somebody has to be responsible and we have to blame somebody and justice has to be served and all these things 
And it's like we've forgotten like how to just love people. Mm. And we've forgotten like how to just care for one another. It's always like, well, no, but I can't because of this. And and we can't get along because of this. And I'm just like, like <laughs> seriously? Like, yeah. It's, and then trying to teach your kids that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Could you try again? Okay, Siri. Siri, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> well, See, even Siri doesn't get it. <laughs> it it's, nobody gets it. We, we we don't do this a lot here on the podcast. Uh, for those of you who maybe don't know, but now you more than likely know at this point, uh, all of the guys on this podcast, are we're all Christians. And the whole idea of this podcast is to show not only other Christians, but people who are not believers that uh, what Christians are really like in real life. Because pop culture gives this image of us being like booger eaten homeschoolers who have never seen an R-rated movie and like when people curse our brains explode like that's kind of the image that the world gives us and that's just not who we are we are people just like everyone else we have experiences just like everyone else the only difference between non-believers and believers really when you boil it down is that we recognize that we are sinful beings that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he died for our sins so that we could be forgiven not by anything that we do but only by our faith in him and so I just wanted to say and like I said we don't do this often but just in this moment I wanted to just say if you are one of those people who man your faith is in government or your faith is in uh, your rights in America or your faith is in your rifles or your veggie burgers or whatever your thing is, just know that if it is anything that is not God, it will fail you at some point. And I don't want you to be let down by that. I want you to know that everything in this world fails. The only thing that does not fail is God. And so I would, I would implore you to look into that. I would implore you to uh, maybe go to a local church, talk to a pastor. You could email us. We would love to talk to you about those things. I've got two ministers right here in the room with me uh, who know all of that stuff, and they would love to talk to anyone about it. Uh, but I just wanted to extend that to anybody listening who is hearing this and thinking, you know what? I am way too stressed about this stuff. I am distraught that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died and I think all of my freedoms are going to be taken away. Or I am distraught that maybe Joe Biden will win the presidential election and he'll you know, throw away all my freedoms. If you are in that spot and you recognize that you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, we would love to talk to you guys about that. And wherever you are, I'm sure your local... Uh, minister would love to talk to you about that. So I just wanted to say that it was kind of a heavy ending to the episode that I didn't really plan on being heavy. Uh, like, I mean, you heard me laughing through the <laughs> article because I just think it's so absurd. Uh, but seriously, uh, the world is crazy and it's whack and everyone is stressed out to the point that they are literally screaming about people dying in their cars, even though those poor people can't help it. Uh, so, just wanted to extend a little hope and peace 
to our listeners. And we're going to get out of here. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, be looking on iTunes for uh, wheat and produce. I almost said weed and produce. That's not what I wrote. <laughs> We're not that kind of farmer, Chad. <laughs> Anyways, uh, please like, share, and subscribe. All that good stuff. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. If you're listening on Spotify, follow us. Uh, if you are not following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram. I'm talking with Aaron a lot because he's the Instagram master and he's getting all these followers. I'm trying to work on some content and what we can put out to uh, make our Instagram more interesting for you guys, make it a little bit more fun. Uh, so be looking for that. We're going to get out of here. Poor Casey. I am Chad the Dad. <laughs> Still Casey with that. <laughs> November 3rd. Go vote. And we're out. Peace. said throwing out seed seven days a week wheat and produce couple pigs and a couple sheep yeah 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 i'm trucking in some wheat and produce bring a basket when you shop for this wheat and produce gonna make your mouth drop for this wheat and produce old mcdonald had a farm extra large southern charm put this produce right in your face selling watermelons out the car head to the crop i want to ride my tractor all day and night whip my handkerchief out while my eyes with some rainfall from these skies tie up the plow make straight lines with john deere won't take no time i want to take this big mac truck all the way down i 95 make ice cream and margarine my cow sutton best you've seen take a look see what i mean let me tell you about my milking machine gardening stalks of peas even got